what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. He told Joseph to take baby Jesus into Egypt, but you don't assimilate and become an Egyptian. You and I, as a child of God, we're in the world, but we're not all the world. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, move down if you will to verse 13. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 13, and when they, speaking of the wise men, when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt, and was there unto the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Out of Egypt have I called my son. The Bible tells us that in the days that Jesus was born, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing required that a census be taken. And it meant that everyone had to go back to their place of origin. They had to go to the county seat and be counted. And for Mary and Joseph, they were of the house and lineage of David, which meant they had to go to Bethlehem. To make a long story short, they made it into Bethlehem, they paid their taxes, and let me tell you, Uncle Sam was not very lenient with them. When Uncle Sam got done with them, Joseph didn't have enough money to even get back home. They had to stay there in Bethlehem for some period of time because they just didn't have the finances to get home. And on top of that, now they have a little mouth to feed. But let me tell you, this, this little baby was not just any little baby. This baby was the Son of Almighty God. Glory to God. And Mary and Joseph might have been lacking in some areas. They may have been lacking as far as financials go. But Mary and Joseph had 
one of the most advanced security systems in the world of that day. And it was not put out by ADT. It was not put out by Home Brinks. It was not put out by Flashpoint or any of these other home security systems. It was God's security system. God was looking out for His Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, and let me tell you something today, folks. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're trying your best to put Jesus Christ first in your life, let me tell you, God's got you back. I said God's got you back. Now, that don't mean that you won't ever have another problem. That don't mean that you won't ever get sick or, or anything of that nature because you're still living in a world of sin. But it does mean that whatever you go through, God's going to be there to help see you through it, and He's got something good for you in the midst of it if you'll trust Him. And God warned Joseph through an angel that Herod was coming. Herod was a type of the Antichrist. 1 John chapter 4, John tells us that the Antichrist was at work in the world of his day. And he went on to say that the spirit of Antichrist will increase more and more as we draw near to the end of days. But the church will not be here when the Antichrist steps on the scene. Glory to God. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 6, and now you know what withholdeth, what's doing the withholding, that's the church. That he, speaking of the Antichrist, might be revealed in his time, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he, the church, will let or hinder. Until he be taken out of the way. That's the church. That's the rapture of the church. The church will be taken out of this world before the Antichrist comes on the scene. Because if you look there in verse 8, then shall that wicked be revealed. When the Antichrist comes on the scene after the rapture of the church, he will introduce his mark. Revelation chapter 13, Dana, if you will, put that up on the screen. Revelation 13, verse 16. And he calls this all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or their foreheads, that no man shall buy or sell, save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name, here is wisdom. Let he that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Six, six, six. 
I was looking at the news here. It's been some weeks ago. And it comes scrolling across the bottom of the screen that George Lure, who played his part and revolutionized the grocery industry and everything else that can be bought in the stores now, he played his part in the UPC code, the barcode that we see on all of our products nowadays. Thank you, Dana. There it is up on the screen. A computer does not read numbers and letters and understand that like you and I see it and read it and understand it. It has to be put in a code, a computer language, if you will, to where the computer can read it and understand it. And each one of these lines that you see up here on the screen and all of your products that you buy nowadays has this barcode on there. The width of the line and the length of the line, that computer reads that as a number. And if you'll look there on the screen, there are two lines at the beginning of the code, two lines in the middle, and two lines at the end. Those two lines are read by computer as six. So what you're seeing up here on the screen is six, six, six. Out west right now, there are stores that are experimenting with this new technology. How many of you got caught up in the lines at the stores? recently buying Christmas presents or groceries or whatever, and you're standing there in a long line. Well, these stores out west now, you can, you can get a card, and you can put however much money you want on that card. You can go through the store and get whatever product you want, put it in your shopping cart, and walk between these two sensor things as you go out the door and it automatically detects everything in that shopping cart plus that card and automatically deducts the money no more waiting in line at the grocery store they're working on this technology right now how many of you would like to walk in the store just get a whole cart full of food and just walk right out the door with it and everything's automatically paid that's where we're at today. And it all started with this barcode system. The day right after Christmas, I was watching the news for a few minutes. And this man bought a brand new Tesla. And he had the key to the car implanted in his hand and he could walk up to the car lay his hand on the car unlock the door and crank it up and everything with that thing implanted in his hand he went on to say that he was going to get his bank card put in his hand so that he could swipe his hand across the scanners in the store and pay for his food and he wouldn't have to keep up with a bank card anymore this is technology that we have 
now. I'm not talking about some Star Trek, Star Wars, science fiction, somewhere in, in, in the not-too-distant future. I'm talking now, today. The stage for the rise of the Antichrist is right here at us. And just as God warned Joseph in his day of the Antichrist coming, Herod, God has warned the church. 1 Timothy chapter 4. The Spirit speaks expressly. That in the latter times, that's the day in which we now live, some shall depart from the faith. That's faith in Christ and what he did on the cross. Depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. A lot of the gospel that you hear proclaimed over radio and television today is prosperity gospel. Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry. Do you realize that there are those today that are encouraging young people to just shack up, live together, get to know one another before you get married? That ain't what this book says. Forbidding to marry. Dana, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, another warning of God in the last days. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. One particular denomination is split four ways over the issue of homosexuality. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God." A lot of churches today has become a, a, a concert to which the people are entertained. They are emotionally titillated, but they are not spiritually edified by the preaching of the Word of God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. God has talked about. Jesus has talked about. A lot of good things, doing good works, a lot of these things are talked about and discussed, but they deny the power thereof. What, what does that mean? There is power in the cross of Jesus Christ. You've got to apply the cross of Christ to the sin in your life. And there are too many in the church today that are denying the power of God. There's too many preachers that won't preach about sin. They won't deal with it because it offends people. Jesus said, Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, speaking to the church at Laodicea, the church of the last days, 
unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Some churches and denominations have split over the issue of evolution versus creation. Some want to combine the two, evolution and creation. Well, when you combine the Word of God with that which is of the world, you've got a mixture of hot and cold, lukewarm. Jesus went on to say, verse 15, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, I would that you were cold or hot, so then because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Being divided over creation is one thing. But when our churches are being split over the finished work of Christ, over what Jesus did at the cross as being the only way to heaven, my friend, we got a serious problem. See, we got churches today that are saying, well, as long as you hold to the tenets of the Quran, then you'll be saved. As long as you're a good person, then you're saved. That ain't what this book says. There's no other name under heaven whereby men might be saved. That's through and by the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way. It's through and by the cross. And that alone. Jesus said, verse 17, Because you say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. The seeker-sensitive movement that's in the church today has made the church rich by giving them any and everything in the world except the gospel of Jesus Christ. Seeker-sensitive. Jesus said, you know not that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Notice verse 18. He said, I counsel thee. A lot of churches today has turned in the mourner's bench for the counselor's couch. Now, ain't nothing wrong with a little biblical counseling. And if there's anybody in here today or anybody under the sound of my voice, Brother James, I need to talk to you. My door is open. I'd be glad to give you good biblical sound counseling from the Word of God. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm always going to point you to the Counselor, the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, if you'll sit down and have a little talk with Jesus you'll find that a lot of your problems will be solved right there if you'll just turn to Him. And He talks to you too. He talks to you through His Word if you'll take the time to read His Word. He'll tell you what you need to do. A lot of times we just don't want to hear it. We don't want to put into practice what He's telling us to do. All right, let me move on. He's the counselor. Verse 19. He said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Well, that flies in the face of what we're being told today. Preachers are being told now, don't, don't correct anybody in the congregation. 
He said, Be zealous, therefore, and repent. The hyper-grace movement that's being promoted big time today tells us there's no, there's no need to repent. If you're a Christian, God's forgiving you for all your sins, past, present, future. If you do anything wrong, God just automatically forgives you. But that ain't what this book says right here. He said... Be zealous, therefore, and repent. If you do wrong, you need to get on your face before God and ask God to forgive you. And if you're having trouble doing it over and over and over again, you need to say, Lord, I've got a weakness here, and I need you to help me with this weakness. He said, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is pictured standing outside the church, knocking, trying to get in. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. True biblical Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sit down with my Father in His throne. Jesus overcame the world by taking up the cross. And you and I will overcome the world as well by denying self and taking up His cross daily and following Him. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Joseph had an ear to hear what God was saying in his day. And when upon hearing that warning, Joseph was on a mission. The Bible says, Matthew 2, verse 14, that he arose. He took a stand. And I pray that the church in the last days will put on the whole armor of God and stand against the wiles of the devil. And in this upcoming election, I'm praying that Christians will get out to the polls and vote down the wiles of the devil. He arose. He took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. If you're a student of the Word of God, you know that Egypt is a type of the world. Joseph took the Christ child into Egypt. That was the singular most important thing in the mind of God in that day. Ladies and gentlemen, it still is today. Except instead of it falling upon the shoulders of one, Joseph, back then, it falls upon your shoulders and it falls upon my shoulders to take Jesus Christ into this lost and dying world. And Free Will Baptist, let me say this too. I got a notice from Brother Harold Jones here just a few weeks ago. And he's needing help with foreign missions. If you're listening to me today in a Free Will Baptist church, send Brother Harold Jones some money so that we can continue with the foreign mission efforts of this denomination. And all of God's people said, carrying Jesus Christ into the world. Now I want you to notice something. He told Joseph to take baby Jesus into Egypt but you don't assimilate and become an Egyptian. 
You and I, as a child of God, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're called to come out from among the world and be separate. What does that mean? That means you don't dress like the world. You don't talk like the world. We're a peculiar people. Some of us a little bit more peculiar than others. Joseph was on a mission from God. God said, be there till I bring you word. Jesus told the church that we're to occupy until he comes back. And all of this was done that it might be fulfilled by the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Every single person in this world that has accepted Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Born into the family of God. You are a child of God. And let me tell you, it's not going to be long before the trump of God sounds and God calls us out of Egypt. God calls us out of this world. My question to you is this in closing, are you ready? If the trump of God were to sound today, will you go to meet the Lord in the air, the Christ, or will you have to stay back here and face the Antichrist? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 